Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina, and I am being joined today by my friend who you've never met before or heard ever, David Dawson. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Anyway, so... (laughs) I was being a stranger. Yes, that was a great impression of a stranger. Also, I was thinking stranger danger, like the whole time you were talking. (laughs) Um, So the episode that everyone is about to hear is entirely unedited from start to finish. So everything is just in that recording. So you get to hear us like, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? All that stuff? Yep. All the things. Very fun. A little glimpse behind the scenes. Yes. Also, just a little bit of foreshadowing. It's Pisgah, not Pigsa. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, when you said that, I was I was uh, gonna tell you, and I forgot. Um, my friend Hannah lives in North Carolina now. She moved there with her husband, and they live on Pisgah Mountain. Wow. Yeah. So that's the only reason I know that word so well. <laughs> If I didn't, I would be like, yeah, that must be a typo. It has to be Pixa, because how could it be Pisgah? I don't know. Well, you know, folks, I I read the book of Job with Christina. I've read Mm -hmm. a number of other uh, chapters from various books. And you get to hear me mess up twice today. So, Yay! You're Uh, not perfect. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely not. (laughs) Editing's my friend. Mm. But well, uh, no, always fun to always fun to read with you. Yes. Well, without further ado, this is Christina and David, rough and uncut or raw and uncut, whatever it's called. <laughs> hey, here we go. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I can indeed. Well, good, because I can't hear myself at all. So this should be interesting. <laughs> is that different from normal yes huh okay okay so how are you i'm good what book are we doing we're doing the end of deuteronomy today so it's chapters 31 through 34 okie dokie And I just wanted to read a little introduction before we get into it. Okay. Okay. So in Warren Wearsby's commentary on Deuteronomy called Be Equipped, he calls this section the Song of Moses. And he said, first he quotes Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 16, that says, these people will soon prostitute themselves to the foreign gods of the land they are entering. That's the message the Lord gave Moses after he finished his farewell address to the people he had served so faithfully for 40 years. Certainly these words grieved his heart, but Moses knew that Israel had a long history of turning away from the Lord and worshiping idols. At Sinai, they had made a golden calf and indulged in a pagan orgy. And at Kadesh Barnea, they wanted to appoint a new leader and return to Egypt. In both rebellions, it was the intercession of Moses that saved the nation from being destroyed by God's judgment. During their wilderness journey, the Jews had frequently complained to Moses about the way he was leading them. When the new generation arrived at the border of Canaan, 
the men indulged in immorality and idolatry with the women of Moab, and God sent a plague that killed 24,000 Israelites. Israel's history was a tragic story indeed. How could Moses encourage his beloved people to stay true to their Lord, who had done so much for them? Moses did what God commanded him. He appointed Joshua to be his successor. He gave the people the book of the law and told them how to use it, and he sang them a song of warning. What Moses did to help prevent apostasy in Israel needs to be done to prevent apostasy in the church today, for the church's record isn't much better than that of Israel. We have three responsibilities before the Lord, to honor godly leaders, to hear the word of God, and to heed the warnings God gives us. So just keeping that in mind as we go into these chapters. Okay. And since you're such a great reader, I think you should read them. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that you would say that. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Deuteronomy 31. Joshua takes Moses' place. Then Moses went and spoke these words to all the Israelites. I am now 120 years old, and I cannot lead you anymore. The Lord told me I would not cross the Jordan River. The Lord your God will lead you across himself. He will destroy those nations for you, and you will take over their land. Joshua will also lead you across, as the Lord has said. The Lord will do to those nations what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, when he destroyed them and their land. The Lord will give those nations to you. Do to them everything I told you. Be strong and brave. Don't be afraid of them, and don't be frightened, because the Lord your God will go with you. He will not leave you or forget you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in front of the people, Be strong and brave, because you will lead these people into the land the Lord promised to give their ancestors, and help them take it as their own. The Lord himself will go before you, He will be with you. He will not leave you or forget you. Don't be afraid and don't worry. Moses writes the teachings. So Moses wrote down these teachings and gave them to the priests and all the elders of Israel. The priests are the sons of Levi, who carry the Ark of the Agreement with the Lord. Then Moses commanded them, Read these teachings for all Israel to hear at the end of every seven years, which is the year to cancel what people owe. Do it during the Feast of Shelters, when all the Israelites will come to appear before the Lord your God and stand at the place he will choose. Gather all the people, the men, women, children, and foreigners living in your towns so that they can listen and learn to respect the Lord your God and carefully obey everything in this law. Since their children do not know this law, they must hear it. They must learn to respect the Lord your God for as long as they live in the land you are crossing the Jordan River to take for your own. The Lord calls Moses and Joshua. The Lord said to Moses, Soon you will die. Get Joshua and come to the meeting tent so that I may command him. So Moses and Joshua went to the meeting tent. 
the Lord appeared at the meeting tent in a cloud. The cloud stood over the entrance of the tent. And the Lord said to Moses, You will soon die. Then these people will not be loyal to me, but will worship the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will leave me, breaking the agreement I made with them. Then I will become very angry at them, and I will leave them. I will turn away from them, and they will be destroyed. Many terrible things will happen to them. Then they will say, It is because God is not with us that these terrible things are happening. I will surely turn away from them then, because they have done wrong and have turned to other gods. Now write down this song and teach it to the Israelites. Then have them sing it, because it will be my witness against them. When I bring them into the land I promised to their ancestors, a fertile land, they will eat as much as they want and get fat. Then they will turn to other gods and serve them. They will reject me and break my agreement. Then, when many troubles and terrible things happen to them, this song will testify against them, because the song will not be forgotten by their descendants. I know what they plan to do, even before I take them into the land I promised them. So Moses wrote down the song that day, and he taught it to the Israelites. Then the Lord gave his command to Joshua, son of Nun. Be strong and brave, because you will lead the people of Israel to the land I promised them, and I will be with you. After Moses finished writing all the words of the teachings in a book, he gave a command to the Levites, who carried the Ark of the Agreement with the Lord. He said, Take this book of the teachings and put it beside the Ark of the Agreement with the Lord your God. It must stay there as a witness against you. I know how stubborn and disobedient you are. You have disobeyed the Lord while I am alive and with you, and you will disobey even more after I die. Gather all the older leaders of your tribes and all your officers to me, so that I may say these things for them to hear, and so that I may ask heaven and earth to testify against them. I know that after I die you will become completely evil. You will turn away from the commands I have given you. Terrible things will happen to you in the future when you do what the Lord says is evil, and you will make him angry with the idols you have made. Moses' Song And Moses spoke this whole song for all the people of Israel to hear. Cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, I don't, I mean, there's so many things. What I thought was interesting was Moses was saying, be strong and courageous. The Lord, your God will never leave you or forsake you. But then literally what verse is it? Um, he God says in verse, oh, where does he say it? Oh, verse 17. On that day, I will become angry with them and forsake them. <laughs> so Moses is literally saying he will never leave you or forsake you. And then God is saying because of their rebellion, they will reach a point where I will forsake them. 
but I think it's more just a temporary forsaking because he'll never fully forsake them. Like they'll turn back to him and then he will forgive them. But. Well, I think long-term forgiveness is kind of key. Yes, it is. Because we are, we are, we're imperfect beings and we make mistakes. We do. Yeah. So it is good to know that, or I don't know, maybe when Moses was saying he will never leave you or forsake you, he was just saying that as long as you're obeying him and walking in obedience to him, there's nothing on this earth that you should be afraid of and he will always be on your side. But obviously God says, when you rebel against me and do not obey me, then I, it reaches a point that he'll turn his back on you. Or he'll leave you to your own devices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when Jesus was dying on the cross and God literally turned his face away from him because Jesus was taking on all of our sin. And so God couldn't even look at it. Yeah. That's a whole lot of sin to take on. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I think it is as, as it is with any parent and their child. You know, you give them the tools to live a good life. You ask them to do right by your upbringing, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And in the end, it's up to the child whether or not they accept the gift of what they've been taught Mm -hmm. um, to have a good life or if they have to stumble and fall and, you know, claw their way back to it. Yeah. Um, You know, in the end, we have the ability to make choices for ourselves and Mm -hmm. for better or worse. um, You know, God knows that he set that in motion for us. And like he said there, I know they're going to turn away from me. They're going to worship other, other gods, other idols. Um, I know this before I even take to even, even take them into the land. Yeah. You know, like he knows that. Yeah. He knows that about us. And, and ultimately I think that's why he sent Jesus down um to to bathe us in in his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So. I also think it's interesting that not only does he have Moses write down all these things, but and wants it to be read every seven years, but he also basically dictated a song for them to sing, which that definitely appeals to me as a singer. So you're gonna read this next book, right? I'm going to sing it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. How long is it? Oh, my. It's pretty long. I'll try. You know, that that God, he's he's a wordy individual. Well, (laughs) Moses has to recite it, so I can be dramatic, I think. Oh, well, this I want to hear. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is I'm actually going to read this in the NIV because that's the version I have in front of me. So just just for all you listeners out there, we're going to do a little translation version shift, whatever. OK. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew. 
like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. O praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His words are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. They have acted corruptly toward him. To their shame they are no longer his children, but a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. In a desert land he found him, in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions. The Lord alone led him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from the herd and flock and with fattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan and the finest kernels of wheat. You drank the foaming blood of the grape. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. Filled with food, he became heavy and sleek. He abandoned the God who made him and rejected the rock, his savior. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to demons, which are not God, gods they had not known, gods that recently appeared, gods your fathers did not fear. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful. They made me jealous by what is no God and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding. For a fire has been kindled by my wrath one that burns to the realm of death below. It will devour the earth and its harvest and set afire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap calamities upon them and spend my arrows against them. I will send wasting famine against them, consuming pestilence and deadly plague. I will send against them the fangs of wild beasts, the venom of vipers that glide in the dust. In the street, the sword will make them childless. In their homes, terror will reign. Young men and young women will perish, infants and gray-haired men. I said I would scatter them and blot out their memory from mankind, but I dreaded the taunt of the enemy, lest the adversary misunderstand and say, Our hand has triumphed. The Lord has not done all this. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. How could one man chase a thousand or two put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them 
unless the Lord had given them up. For their rock is not like our rock, as even our enemies concede. Their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and their clusters with bitterness. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Have I not kept this in reserve and sealed it in my vaults? It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free. He will say, Now where are their gods, the rock they took refuge in, the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See, now that I myself am he, there is no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh the blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. I'm done reading. (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of the song. Yeah, it's a real uh real toe tapper that song. Yeah, it is. It's pretty <laughs> depressing, honestly. Yeah. Like even the last verse that says rejoice o nations, like it sounds like it would be happy, but then it talks about him avenging all the people. So still talking about his wrath and violence. Yeah, he's pretty angry god in the Old Testament. Yeah. But that's that is it just shows every time he is wrath full of wrath the need for a savior. Yeah. Do you want me to pick it up where you dropped off? Please do. <laughs> Moses came with Joshua son of Nun and they spoke all the words of this song for the people to hear. When Moses finished speaking these words to all Israel, he said to them, Pay careful attention to all the words I have said to you today, and command your children to obey carefully everything in these teachings. These should not be unimportant words for you, but rather they mean life for you. By these words you will live a long time in the land you are crossing the Jordan River to take as your own. Moses goes up to Mount Nebo. The Lord spoke to Moses again that same day and said, Go up the Eberim Mountains to Mount Nebo, in the county, oh, sorry, in the country of Moab, across from Jericho. Look at the land of Canaan that I am giving to the Israelites as their own. On that mountain that you climb, you will die and join your ancestors, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. 
you both sinned against me at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and you did not honor me as holy there among the Israelites. So now you will only look at the land from far away. You will not enter the land I am giving the people of Israel. Oh, man. The end of this book is just... It's a real downer. <laughs> yes. Oh, but, oh, but, okay. In the next chapter, he's going to bless the tribes. So that, that should at least be more delightful. You saying it's going to take an uptick here at the end? I think so. But then Moses is going to die. So, eh. Poor, poor Moses, man. <laughs> <laughs> all that time, all that work. He doesn't get to see it. He doesn't. All right. Deuteronomy 33. Moses blesses the people. Moses, the man of God, gave this blessing to the Israelites before he died. He said, The Lord came from Mount Sinai and rose like the sun from Edom. He showed his greatness from Mount Paran. He came with thousands of angels from the southern mountains. The Lord surely loves his people and takes care of all those who belong to him. They bow down at his feet, and they are taught by him. Moses gave us the teachings that belong to the people of Jacob. The Lord became king of Israel when the leaders of the people gathered, when the tribes of Israel came together. Let the people of Reuben live and not die. But let the people be few. Moses said this about the people of Judah. Lord, listen to Judah's prayer. Bring them back to their people. They defend themselves with their hands. Help them fight their enemies. Moses said this about the people of Levi. Lord, your Thummim and Urim belong to Levi, whom you love. Lord, you tested him at Massa and argued with him at the waters of Meribah. He said about his father and mother, I don't care about them. He did not treat his brothers as favorites or give special favors to his children, but he protected your word and guarded your agreement. He teaches your laws to the people of Jacob and your teachings to the people of Israel. He burns incense before you and makes whole burnt offerings on your altar. Lord, make them strong. Be pleased with the work they do. Defeat those who attack them, and don't let their enemies rise up again. Moses said this about the people of Benjamin. The Lord's loved ones will lie down in safety, because he protects them all day long. The ones he loves rest with him. Moses said this about the people of Joseph. May the Lord bless their land with wonderful dew from heaven, with water from the springs below, with the best fruits that the sun brings, and with the best fruits that the moon brings. Let the old mountains give the finest crops, and let the everlasting hills give the best fruits. Let the full earth give the best fruits, and let the Lord who lived in the burning bush be pleased. May these blessings rest on the head of Joseph, on the forehead of the one who was blessed among his brothers. Joseph has the majesty of a firstborn bull. He is as strong as a wild ox. 
He will stab other nations, even those nations far away. These are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and these are the thousands of Manasseh. Moses said this about the people of Zebulun. Be happy when you go out, Zebulun, and be happy in your tents, Issachar. They will call the people to the mountain, and there they will offer the right sacrifices. They will do well from all that is in the sea, and they will do well from the treasures hidden in the sand on the shore. Moses said this about the people of Gad. Praise God who gives Gad more land. Gad lives there like a lion who tears off arms and heads. They chose the best land for themselves. They received a large share, like that given to an officer. When the leaders of the people gathered, the people of Gad did what the Lord said was right, and they judged Israel fairly. Moses said this about the people of Dan. Dan is like a lion's cub who jumps out of Bashan. Moses said this about the people of Naphtali. Naphtali enjoys special kindnesses, and they are full of the Lord's blessings. Take as your own the west and south. Moses said this about the people of Asher. Asher is the most blessed of the sons. Let him be his brother's favorite. Let him bathe his feet in olive oil. Your gates will have locks of iron and bronze, and you will be strong as long as you live. There is no one like the God of Israel, who rides through the skies to help you, who rides on the clouds in his majesty. The everlasting God is your place of safety, and his arms will hold you up forever. He will force your enemy out ahead of you, saying, Destroy the enemy. The people of Israel will lie down in safety. Jacob's spring is theirs alone. Theirs is a land full of grain and new wine, where the skies drop their dew. Israel, you are blessed. No one else is like you, because you are a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and helper, your glorious sword. Your enemies will be afraid of you, and you will walk all over their holy places. Awesome. Okay, so I wanted to read this little bit from Warren Wearsby's commentary about the blessing section. Okay. It says, The Song of Moses had been a lesson in theology, history, and personal obedience, with several strong warnings included. But the final blessing Moses bestowed on his people is saturated with grace and mercy. It's quite a contrast to the, quote, blessing Jacob gave his sons before he died in Genesis chapter 49, revealing their hidden character and exposing sin. Moses opened and closed his speech by extolling the greatness of the Lord he was about to meet on top of the mountain. And then he named each tribe except Simeon and gave them a blessing from the Lord. Moses wrote and spoke of himself in the third person, the same way David spoke to the Lord in 2 Samuel chapter 7 when he was so overwhelmed by the promises of God. Both Moses and David were like little children who often use their own names when speaking to adults. That was so random of an observation. <laughs> um, yeah, so the glory of the Lord in verses 1 through 5, God's blessings for the tribes in verses 6 through 25, 
And then the happiness of God's people in verses 26 through 29. So see, that was, that was a nice little ray of sunshine. (laughs) Yeah. And now Moses can die. Poor Moses. I actually was thinking about it while you were reading the blessing and I think Moses was probably ready at this point because like he says to them, super old. Yeah. And like he says to them and God says to Moses, they're just going to continue the cycle of like turning against God anyway. So Moses was probably tired of seeing it. And just at this point wanted to just go up to heaven and, and chill with God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh man. So, okay, here we go. Death of Moses and the end of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 34. Moses dies. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Mount Pisgah. Is that Pisgah? Pisgah. Pisgah. Sorry, it's a lot of reading. (laughs) Across from Jericho. From there, the Lord showed him all the land from Gilead to Dan, all of Naphtali and the lands of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea as well as the southern desert and the whole valley of Jericho up to Zor. Jericho is called the city of palm trees. Then the Lord said to Moses, This is the land I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said to them, I will give this land to your descendants. I have let you look at it, Moses, but you will not cross over there. Then Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab. As the Lord had said, he buried Moses in Moab in the valley opposite Beth Peor, but even today no one knows where his grave is. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not weak, and he was still strong. The Israelites cried for Moses for 30 days, staying in the plains of Moab until the time of sadness was over. Joshua, son of Nun, was then filled with wisdom because Moses had put his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to Joshua, and they did what the Lord had commanded Moses. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses. The Lord knew Moses face to face and sent him to do signs and miracles in Egypt, to the king, to all his officers, and to the whole land of Egypt. Moses had great power, And he did great and wonderful things for all the Israelites to see. I bet if Moses had known what his, the last 40 years of his life would become when the Lord first called him out of the burning bush, he would have been a lot less hesitant to follow God. Like the, the transformation in the last 40 years of his life was just amazing to me. Because he was too scared to even speak for God when God first called him. He was like, you know, I have a speaking problem. I stutter. I'm just not a great motivational speaker. And then by the end of it, he's like doing whole monologues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that gets back to uh, human doubt. Mm-hmm. We We have a tendency to doubt our own abilities our own gifts that god has given us yeah uh even when god makes it plain for us to see um 
we, we, we hesitate and we falter in acknowledging that, that we've been given these gifts and that with his blessing, we have good works that we can do for him. Yeah. Um, and I think Moses is just like the rest of us, you know, uh, he had doubt and it's only by walking alongside the Lord for a considerable amount of time that mm-hmm. you can gain that strength from him Yeah, and accept who you're meant to be. Yeah. I, I think it's very interesting that we're having this conversation today because even just today, I was at work and I had registered for this leadership webinar that somebody had sent an email about. And the one of the first things that they asked to do, the the attendees to do, was to take a personality quiz, which I'm all about. I love personality quizzes. And it's the personality quiz that has the 16 different personalities that have um, like four letters, like INFP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've taken that before yeah. and Is it Myers-Briggs. Yeah. yeah. So I've taken that before and have always been an INFJ, which is introverted intuition, uh, F feelings and J is judgment, judging. And I took it today and I was an ES N or F. I can't remember. I was like really different from it's what I used to It's a pretty dramatic change. It yeah. is, right? And I sent it to my counselor and I was like, I used to be an INFP and I'm an ESFJ or whatever. And I was like, that's so crazy. And she said, um, she was like, what do you think it is? And I said, honestly, I think it's that first of all, where my career has taken me from and to, um, and also throughout ministry, just the way God has directed me and the, the experiences I've had, I think he's used all of those things to, to change my personality and my strengths and weaknesses, um, to be better equipped for, ministry and serving him. And I don't even know what it's supposed to look like or why he's doing all of that. Like what I'm supposed to be doing with these character traits, but that's just what that made me think of when we were talking about Moses. Well, you know, I've known you about three years now and (laughs) I can, I can bear witness to seeing those changes in you over, over the last few years. Yeah. Um, and it's been it's been an interesting journey with you, you know, um, and and I think I think that's right. I think especially in the last few months, I've seen a, a, a big change in you and kind of refocusing on on your faith and refocusing on on what you do with your church and like this podcast is a big step in that direction too, mm-hmm. and. You know, you kind of talked about doing a podcast, not really have an idea like for a while. And then just one day you were like, I'm going to do a, a Bible reading podcast. And I was like, that's great. 
<laughs> that's perfect. You know, there's your motivation. Right. Your motivation springs from your faith. Yeah. And the more you've acknowledged that and the more you've kind of uh, allowed that to to really guide you, um, the stronger in yourself I've seen you become. So, well, I appreciate that observation and sharing that. Yeah, of course. And I appreciate the friend you've been through it all. Well, you know, we, uh, we all are here for each other while we're here and, you know, try and lift each other up and, uh, do the good works. That's all we can do. Yes. So in conclusion to the book of Deuteronomy, um, so Moses purpose in the address that we call the book of Deuteronomy, he wanted the people to remember the things that were really important. If they would remember who they were sinners saved by God's grace and power and what God had done for them, they would be able to enter the new land triumphantly defeat their enemies, avoid the dangerous temptations all around them and enjoy the inheritance God prepared for them. We can review the major lessons in Deuteronomy by noting what Moses tells us to remember. So the first thing was to remember the Lord. The second was to remember that you were slaves. Then to remember how God led you. To remember Mount Sinai, which is where they were given the Ten Commandments. And then they had the wild orgy and a bunch of them got killed. And then they got the Ten Commandments again. Um, remember how you provoked God many times, remember your enemies and remember what the Lord did to Miriam. And for those of you that don't remember, uh, Miriam rebelled in numbers chapter 12. And while Aaron was implicated with her, it seems she was the ringleader in the matter because she was the one who was punished. Miriam was envious of Moses' wife and critical of her brother because of his marriage. God saw her heart and heard her words and punished her sin by giving her leprosy. Displaying his usual meekness and love, Moses interceded for her and God healed her. However, the leprosy had made her unclean and she had to leave the camp for a week until the priest could verify that the leprosy was gone. Her sin held up the march of Israel, for sin always hinders the progress of God's people. And that was literally the last part of this book about Deuteronomy. So <laughs> there we go. We made it through. We made it through. Hey, and just uh, going back to, you know, your journey and whatnot. I, I also want to point out that the last three years, our friendship, as it has grown, mm -hmm. has also brought me back to the Lord in a, in a much bigger way than I thought would, would happen. Um, so, um, you know, thank you for also being part of my journey and, and being kind and understanding of where I've been on mine as well. Um, it's meant a lot. Well, that just makes me feel like I've, I've always thought if there's even just one person that I could point to Christ because of through the way I live my life, then my life will have been worth it. So at the risk of sounding super cheesy and dramatic, that comment just, just made me feel like, you know, that's one of the 
reasons that God still has me living. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, I appreciate you. And I feel blessed that, uh, that we, we found each other on a singing app. We did. (laughs) Yes, we did. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming back on and finishing the book of Deuteronomy with me and actually starting tomorrow in the book of, for the book of Joshua, I have some guest readers, a different one each day. So exciting. Yeah. So I think that's going to be for about a month or a month and a half. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, every once in a while, I'm sure I'll be, you know, last minute reading some chapters here and there if things come up and people can't um, do the guest reading. But I'm really excited to see who all um, is able to to come on the show and read some of the Bible. And yeah, I'm especially excited about those families that have kids and hearing the kids read because I love hearing children read God's word. It's just great. That's awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to that. All right. Well, you have a great night and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right.